2: What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. And what a mess got made yesterday at FedEx Field. Good morning, Brian.
3: Bonjour. Comment allez-vous, mon ami?
2: Just an epic disaster, man. A- and A colossal failure. And, and I want to explain why this one is worse. Then others last year, they, they, they get down in a big hole or two and six. They're able to get hot late. They, they, they get back to whatever it was. They get back to six and six. Then they, then they collapse, right? They collapse late. They did have COVID problems. That, that was a real thing. This year, there's none of that. There's none of that. They're able to get hot. They were 7-5. and They were 7-5 and, five. They were seven and five in week 15. Yeah, They weren't just scratching and clawing for the sixth seed. At that point, we were having real conversations about, yo, there's teams they could beat in the playoffs. We were having real conversations. And from that moment, you're up 10 nothing on the Giants in the Meadowlands. hmm 10 nothing Against the Giants in the Meadowlands in December.
3: Yep. This is what matters. Exactly. You have completely collapsed. They have gone... Old. Collapsed. It was seven. It was seven, what, five? Seven, seven and five going into that game, right? Left that game at... Seven five and one. Seven, seven, five, and one, and we've lost three straight. I, I, it's you know you 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 look at some things and like all year I'm gonna be honest with you, as things were working in the positive, I kept saying, "We're gonna wake up here soon." You know what I'm saying? It felt it felt to me like when I when I would question. Games where we barely beat a team, where we had three interceptions dropped and things of that nature. I just felt like if we go out there and those things don't just help us out, will not work for us, it's going to go the other way. I saw some people online last last night, and it was only a few of them. They're trying to go. They were blaming the referees for yesterday. And I'm like, stop, please. Come on. (laughs) Blaming the refs for yesterday? (laughs) Bruh, Listen. It, 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 it there is a certain group of it's a certain group of people, whether fans or talking heads, I think that they're watching something that nobody else is watching. Cause the, the the game that I saw yesterday was one in which your offense was basically lethargic except one drive. Your defense started off fast, but then when they were on the field all the time, they died off, and then when Jonathan got hurt, they couldn't they couldn't stop the run game. You have Nick Chubb coming here who was averaging 4.9 yards a carry. He had 7.7 yards a carry yesterday. Deshaun Watson couldn't hit the side of a barn early, but then he hits a big play. And I don't know. It's called tackling. Tackling means like not just hitting with your forearm or your shoulder pads, tackling means wrapping up and taking somebody to the ground. We try to bump a guy, he stays in bounds, he goes all the way. It makes no sense. And it's like I talk about preparing for football, getting ready for football. We are in week – that was week 17 yesterday. It was week 18 coming up. Yep. And we still got people that don't know how to do the simple things, things that you should learn in camp. And when we are getting off practice an hour and something and we're less tired after practice than we are before practice, I'm annoyed by that. And everybody want to just tell me about how the game has changed. Yes, it's changed. But still, it's physical. And if you don't practice in a physical manner, because you don't prepare in a physical manner, you're not going to be able to play in a physical manner. And I have watched teams play us, and it looked like they're the Lucid uh, GT, the one that has 12,000 horsepower, 1,200 horsepower, and, and we play like we dump trucks. We just slug along very slow, and we can't keep up. So... This thing, like we all talk about, starting March, the pressure needs to be on to get better. You know, we got one more game left, but what hell does it mean? It's not going to make us do anything. But starting in March or before that, when you start looking at free agents and all that type of stuff, the pressure needs to be on whoever is making decisions. Because the way things have been going lately, where everybody just happy. Everybody are just content with anything that goes down, that ass has to stop. Well, I don't
2: think I you know, you and I made some comments yesterday and, and a lot of folks are like, Man, you were on fire. Like nobody was on fire. We were just telling the truth mm-hmm. of, of how we felt and how people felt. And I've been doing it all year. Right. <laughs> I I I, I Being at that stadium yesterday, and I don't know if Jeff was there, but being there yesterday. Jeff was here. Yo, I want to be clear so everybody in Ashburn understands. Like, if there's one thing I I, I pride myself on is I don't always agree with where the fan base is mentally, but damn if I don't know where the fan base is. Uh They're
3: pissed. I agree with that. They're supposed to be pissed. At this point, they should be. Let's let's be real. That Cleveland team was 6-9 and and eliminated from the playoffs, had nothing to play for, and you had the goddamn lead at halftime. What did I tell you last week when we said that? Cleveland's horrible. They're 6-9. We had one win more than them. Dude. We, We weren't that much better. So instead of saying the fans should be pissed, everybody to a man in that damn building over there should be pissed. Everybody that works in the suite level, that's our offices now at FedEx Field, should be pissed. Everybody that snap up a damn hammer, a chin strap, they should be pissed. Anybody working in the offices, that front office people that chose this personnel grouping, that coaches this team, they should be pissed. And not only at the players and that what has happened, be pissed at yourselves because they've shorted the damn players and the fans too. If you are happy with this, just oh, well, you know, I hear a lot of people. Well, you know, I always love my team. I always love I always love my, my family, but I'm mad at them sometimes. I'm pissed at them sometimes. And if you can't figure that out, there's something that's wrong with you. I, I, the refs? Yesterday?
2: <laughs> I mean I can't even think of a sim a single I mean maybe the third interception. If you want to say they got away with interference, congratulations. You know what the score was at that point? Mm-hmm. You know that he threw into double coverage, forty yards down the field. Mm-hmm. The decision. I, I was wondering. I, I'm the decision this. to go to Carson Wentz is an abject disaster. That was a disaster because as I watched the first 16 ten to minutes of the for game, a game, forty-three and three picks. I'm looking and could have had four or
3: five. They had sixty yards passing at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. I was looking Six at then. him and I'm like, Six is something wrong with his hand? Ball slipping out of his hand, ball floating. That, yeah, I I mean these simple passes. Hell, I'm right-handed. I could probably throw left-handed flat routes better than he did yesterday. And the the, the one that he threw down, I think like down the middle, it just floated. Floated. And and for the people that wanted to tell me that, well, you 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 hated uh Taylor. Now you want to Smile at the fact that Carson messed up. No, no, no. I don't hate Taylor. I always said I like his moxie, but I know his limitations physically. But when you try to act like I like Carson, I wanted Carson wins. I didn't want Carson wins in the off season. You didn't want him from. I haven't wanted him since want day, him day jump damn one. I so, tried to talk myself into it. Yeah, I, I, I looked like, at with, the stats. Where people That's what trying I do. to tell me, well, I wanted him here. No, not Brian Mitchell. They're full of it. You know. <laughs> so my whole thing is, I knew one thing. I know that the players responded to Carson, I mean, to, to Taylor better. And I felt to do this right now was asinine. At this position, at this time, and, and for all of you that want to tell me how great he played at the end of the 49ers game, and for the coaches that want to present it, everybody that works in the media are not just oblivious to how sports work. Carson looked good at the end of the 49ers game because they were in prevent. They were allowing him to throw balls in front of them, and they were coming up to tackle him. And to, you know what? <laughs> if, if, we, if we need a pity
2: party here, he looked great at the end of the Niners game. No, they he didn't. Were, they were in prevent, and he threw it fast to the
3: outside, and they went down the field. Who gives a flying bleep? But when we go back to whenever there's pressure, what happens? When he gets hit one time, he begins to look for places to lay down. You know, we saw him. They tried to use his legs yesterday. He can't run no more. He is not the Bro, guy that he was when, in 2017. When they ran him at the goal line, you ever,
2: like, you know when you're, like, in the pool? And I do it with my kids all the time. And they act like they're going to get me, so I have to try to pretend like I'm running. Uh-huh. And you're underwater, so it's kind of hard. And you got all the water, and you're moving like a 80-year-old robot. Moving slow, yeah. That's what he looked like trying to run to the goal line last yeah. yesterday. It, I was... I was stunned. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. This dude was the number two overall pick and a freak athlete. Yeah. Like, he was Josh Allen before Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Now, he sits, blown out his knee, back surgery,
3: neck surgery. It ain't there anymore. Well, that's the same when I was in high school. And I used to like to run around and then throw it down the field. And I would throw the ball way as far as I can. But I had one receiver I know would run under. My man, Corey Williams. But I would do it with everybody. And my coach said, hey, son, you got to know your personnel. I would say that to the coaching staff. And I would say, I'm going to say, Scott Turner, you can't call certain plays. Know your personnel. Carson shouldn't have been running that play. And that toss on fourth and one, dumbest move in the world. That team was awful up the middle. I like John Williams. Against the run. John that Williams team is, is great running side runner. to side. Yeah.
2: John, he's a tough-nosed runner. John
3: Williams on a toss. They ain't exactly
2: playing to his strengths,
3: but think about it we against the 49ers and that team right there, their weaknesses were up the middle we kept running on the edges and they were destroying us on the edges. It made no sense at that point right there I'll go we don't get this this game is over
2: I've been critical of Taylor when he's had poor performances, yeah. Carson Wentz had 60 yards passing through three quarters. Mm-hmm. They lost. You, you played football, let's say, from you were age 10 to 35, roughly, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and you played in an era where there was way more running. Oh, yeah. You think you ever lost by two touchdowns to a team where the opposing quarterback had nine completions? No. Landfill, help me with the math on this. I'm not a math guy. Deshaun Watson yesterday was nine of eighteen. I believe that's fifty percent. Is that a good completion percentage? Not in 2022. We're no, 2023. It's not. He threw for 169 yards. Is that a is that a uh, is that a commendable passing total, Brian? <laughs> he had nine completions. Help me with the math on this. B. You once built a bridge. He had nine completions and 3 father ducking touchdowns. Yeah. Is that a touchdown?
3: Every th- every 3 completions? Every 3 throws? Yeah. Uh, every 3 completions. Every 3 completions. Hell. But, but let's remember though. No. He had 3 touchdowns on 18 attempts. Wasn't he 4 of 12 at one point?
2: It, 3 touchdowns on 18 attempts. Is that a touchdown every 6 throws?
3: <laughs> yes. But he was sitting at 4 of 12. What are we doing here? At one point, he was 4 of 12, I think it was. And if he's 9 of 18, he went 5 of 6. And I think of those five he completed, started going on that little streak, two or three of them, two of them for sure were touchdowns. Which means early on, we had something going. Late, they made adjustments. We didn't. You lost by two times. This wasn't a, a squeaker.
2: They didn't, this wasn't an, a 12-10 final. You lost by two touchdowns to a team that went 4 of 11 on third down. <laughs> to a quarterback that completed nine passes. Carson Wentz was god-awful. That, dude, I, I, don't, I don't know how. I, I, I'm not saying anybody's career is over. That, that'd be premature. But the era of Carson Wentz making 25 mil a year, that's over.
3: Oh, yeah. People, people are going to look at it now because I heard the uh, everyone talking about yesterday. Does he even yesterday. get like a Teddy Bridgewater situation he after might. this season? But, you know, but they talked about the end at Philly. They talked about the end last year. And whether he deserves all the blame or not, that doesn't make a difference. Because you know what people are going to do? They look at that common denominator. He was there in Philly at the end. He was there in Indianapolis yesterday. And he's play, he played in the game yesterday. I mean, in, 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 with the Indianapolis Colts last year, and he was there yesterday. They're going to look at the fact and say, this guy can't get it done anymore. And he's going to take that. He has to ride with that. Because it wasn't just us. I heard multiple people discussing him in that way. Man, he tried to in Philly. Look at he ended in Indianapolis. needed two games in Indianapolis to win. What
2: happened? I want to be clear. Whatever they said about him in Philly, Locker room, leadership. I'm not touching any of that. Carson's been cool to me since day one. Carson's been cool in that locker room since day one. I think there's some pretty uncomfortable positions Mm -hmm. now. I think Ron Rivera created those by benching Heineke and going to Carson. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting that on Carson. He didn't make that call. Mm -hmm. All the personal stuff, whatever that baggage is, I'm not touching it. He seems like a perfectly nice fella. Dude can't play. Watch the game yesterday.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Dude can't play.
3: Well, I don't want to oversimplify it. But, but isn't that what we should be judging That's what we on should care about. about. And, and the fact of that, we were so concerned about proving Philly wrong, and we stopped looking at on-field production. It's no longer where it used to be. 16 of 28 for
2: a buck 43 and three picks.
3: Man, I think Jeff could do
2: that. Bro, I— I'm, I'm stretching. I'm not I, – I, I truly try not to take personal shots. I, I try to just let the numbers speak for themselves, especially in situations like this. The commanders yesterday accounted for 260 yards of total offense. 260 yards of total offense in the year of our Lord, 2020. Hell, I guess it's 2023 now. Yeah. That's absurdly low. That is the second lowest offensive total since week six, which was a really ugly win over the Bears, Mm -hmm. if you remember. Coincidentally or not, that was Carson Wentz's last start. Mm. What the hell are we doing here? Mm -hmm. What what are we doing here?
3: Listen. There's a million, a million things. But I, I, I just, I've, I've, I've said and I've had this thought, and I've tried to come up with an answer. I'm ask, ask you, and I guess I ask people out there when we open the phone calls, they could let us know something. Eleven o'clock. What we'll made start. what did Ron see that made him think that this was the right move, because. There are people that were reporting balls were sailing in practice like they sailed in that game. What made him think? And then after he started off that bad, why can't you ever move past your stubbornness and do it? I remember distinctly saying I'm going to have to do what's best for the team and not one person. Sticking with him yesterday wasn't good for the team. It was good for maybe you and Carson. And in the end, it looked, it looked bad for him and Carson. I don't understand why he's so damn stubborn. They get the ball to start
2: the second half, right? Mm-hmm. They have the lead, 7-3. to three. They just went on that good, the, the really good drive to end the first half. What, 21 plays? 21 plays, 17 A lot of runs. 17 runs. So, all right, we go to halftime. It's 7-3. They kick off. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, nice little return. First and 10 from the twenty-six. Brian Robinson runs left, pushed out of bounds at the Washington 25 for a minus two. Brian Robinson, other side, gets two yards. So we got third and ten. Wentz, this was the pass to Jonathan Williams on the right side. Jonathan Williams ain't ever going to pick up ten yards for you in the pass game. Mm -hmm. Tackled, negative two, punt. I mean, it's just all Cleveland from there on out. We're going to go through the second half passing charts and wonder If they should have gone to Heineke. We got to talk about the year three jump, um, which we have not seen. The year three jump's about as good as Jeff's vertical. We talked about jumping
3: backwards, yeah. It works.
2: Uh, 11 o'clock, blame pie. Listen, Francine, Drew, Joe, a lot of people have been calling. Phones open at 11. You call, Jeff's not going to answer. So just be aware. But call. Hell, maybe he'll answer. Who knows? Um, A lot to discuss. If you're mad, we're mad too. Don't go anywhere. It's P. Mitchell B, I just got this tweet from Nathan Stokes. He says, first time listening to the radio show, JP and B, Mitch, how do I call into the show? I have a question to ask. I know it doesn't start until 11. I I got this to say. Where the hell you been, Nate? Everybody else listening? (laughs) 800-636-1067, 11 o'clock. The hell you been doing? Also, I guess I said GD again. I'm working on it, okay? Um, You guys should hear how I talk when I'm not in front of a microphone. Um, Some people, boy. There's so much to debate here, and I, I want to have a Sam Howell discussion, but honestly, I think that's later in the week. I, I, if, I don't know how you don't go to Howell here. I think if you do anything
3: else, you're just out of your mind. But, um, you know, if they don't come up with the idea, then it's not a good one. So if somebody else already said it up front, then they may not do it because of stubbornness. <sighs> Why do you think they went to Wentz? I don't have a damn clue.
2: The offense did need a spark. Like, they they weren't scoring enough. They weren't scoring
3: enough, but how many you scored yesterday? Ten. Okay. So you were scoring more than that, weren't you?
2: Do you think there was a real consideration to go to Heineke in the second half? So, look, they got – just look at their possessions in the second half. They start the half with the ball. Three and out punt. Cleveland goes and scores. So, all of a sudden, it's now 10-7. to 7. They get another possession. Six and out, punt. What does Cleveland do? They go and score. So, now, all of a sudden, it's 17-10. to 10. Things have been flipped upside down. At that point, Carson's stats are abysmal. Hmm. I wonder if there's some consideration there. Then they are able to string together a nine-play, 50-yard drive for a field goal. So, it's 17-10. to 10. Sorry, it was 17 7. That makes it 17 10. What does Cleveland do? Nine plays, 70 yards, touchdown.
3: Do I think they wanted to go? They were going to make a change? No. I think once he went out there and threw the interception and the crowd went against him, he hunkered down and said, I'm not changing my mind. Because one thing about we've seen, they're stubborn as hell. When you should make the right decision, they don't. Because they they it, it will be admitting that I was wrong. So were they going to go to? No, should they have? Yes, you come out, you throw two interceptions in the first in the first hour, hour half. You should be sitting. You bitched another guy because he threw a bad interception and had a, a turnover. What, what's the difference? And I get.
2: He needs a little bit of a leash in case there's some rust there, all those sorts of things.
3: Well, they, would, they want to throw how great he was in, against the 49ers in your face. The rust was already off. So you see there is nothing happening that's going to get you there. And I ultimately believe if Cleveland had scored two touchdowns when they had the, 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 the mysterious or the stupid going for the fourth down and the turnover, if they had scored two touchdowns there, Bro, if they just it, kicked there. If, yeah, if they, but if they scored two touchdowns at 14 nothing. They took points off the board. Yeah. They had
2: points on the board. Took and them out. Not, you know what's amazing? We're not even talking about how coaching allows a dude to jump off sides on a, on a 28-yard field goal attempt. But
3: you're going to block that, dude? Really? Think about it. 14 nothing. That game now comes that we all we do is throw the football. And yesterday he wasn't in a great way to throw it, so it would have been worse. Now, the fact that they took points off the board, you know what that told me? They were saying to themselves, this offense is elementary. They don't, as good as we've gotten better, we got better receivers, they felt that the offense, the way it's being run, with Carson at the helm, Scott the plays, we are not afraid of it. So they took points off, did not make it, and they were not concerned. Now, we went down and got 7-3. Cleveland never, ever started throwing the ball around the yard. They kept running the ball. You see see the differences in how people call stuff? We go down by seven points. We go down by three points. We forget about the run most times. They went down 7-3 at the end of the half. They came back out, kept running the football. They threw it 18 times the whole game. But they kept running it. And we lost by two touchdowns.
2: Um, The vaunted Washington defense that we've celebrated so much. Nick Chubb's a good player. No doubt about that. 14 carries for a buck 04 yesterday. Yeah. I uh, believe that's but Nick, seven o'clock. Nick Chubb is
3: top five running backs in this totally. league, and then he can run. But But you know what great defenses when, do? Stop them. You got to adjust. Jonathan got hurt. I'm telling you, change it up. Totally. And uh, was it a bottom? What the hell was wrong with him yesterday? He oddly stopped at inopportune he moments. He ran up and just stopped at Deshaun Watson. I'm like, dude, this is football. See, that's what, I, what I'm saying is, man. It's a way to practice without hitting each other and hurting each other, to where you you know what the hell to do on a football field. There's when you run by the quarterback, you just touch him or something. He didn't even touch him; he just stopped, and he did it twice yesterday. It's like I mean, <laughs> you can't see this stuff. Look, for me, a lot of times I hear people talking about how they, what, what was happening in practice. I can care less. Because what has been proven to me over these last three years, what they do in practice, they don't do in the game.
2: Shout out to the Wizards. The Wizards have won five in a row. Way to go, Wiz! Uh, Lanfield, get us some four Wizards guests tomorrow. Five. <laughs> They've won five in a row. Goddamn Wizards! We, we get one person. Ah, I'm sorry. We get Stop one person
3: saying. and talk about uh, talk to him five different ways.
2: Uh, Nikki Jaballa just tweeted this out because. Last year was a huge problem, and they did slow it down for a while. But the explosive plays in the last two weeks have buried this team. Cooper had a 46-yarder and a 33-yarder yesterday. Mm -hmm. I go back two weeks to the Niners game. Ray-Ray McLeod busted a 71-yarder on him. Mm -hmm. Kittle had a pair of 30-pluses, I want to say. There was a play where the only way the Niners didn't score was if Kittle or McLeod had knocked the ball out from each other because they were both so open deep. So, B, I want to ask you this. Uh, Nikki stat, and and this is going back to 2020, which is basically when Ron took over, only the Jaguars have allowed more points off turnovers than the Commanders. Mm
3: -hmm. Since
2: 2020, the Commanders have given up 244 off turnovers. The Jags have given up 246. That also means you're turning the ball over a lot. Yep. Um, I think you and I have talked at length about One of the first moves I would make, because I, I, I think you and I both believe Deron Payne ends up somewhere else, just based on how this money's going to go. mm mm-hmm. um, I think Atlanta and Chicago are the, are the two teams with the most salary cap space available right now. Uh, both are desperate for interior pass rush and a stud D lineman. Um, Atlanta's pretty close to home. Deron's an Alabama guy. Um, I, I just... Even if they tag him, I think you end up seeing some sort of sign and trade or something. It just – I don't know. The money would be really significant. But, B, we've talked about this. I think they got to sign Cam Curl. The season ends next week now. We know when the season ends. Mm-hmm. Season ends next week. We saw his importance. Dude, is it—is it a testament to how important Cam Curl is or is it an indictment on the defense overall – that they are completely incapable in the secondary of maintaining their discipline when Curl's not on the field?
3: I think it's a combination. But I think ultimately, when you require or depend on one person for most things, setting up, getting people in the right direction, and don't have another guy teaching them the proper things too, that's where you end up. I've always felt the successful coaches are ones that, if I got a play caller, there's somebody else that calls plays just like him. There's always a backup quarterback on the football team, right? And they need to know as much as the starting quarterback. They may lack a little talent, but they know it, have to know as much. If your play callers on defense are line, middle linebackers or, or safeties, somebody behind them need to be as good or as astute as they are to go out there and make sure that you can keep everything going. I watched the secondary yesterday. They are lost. And... So I've always felt, when I became a running back, that I should continue learning the game as a quarterback. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To where I'm not limiting myself, and I can also be there to help somebody else. We need to have more guys that understand that The more you know about a defense or our offense, the better it could be, because you're gonna see something that you may have to help your, your your player out with. Cam not being on the field. Who who was it? Doc, you said. Called him like an air traffic controller. No, it
2: was Ron. Ron. I, I thought it was a
3: really okay. a really good assessment. That's a great thing. But what if the air traffic controller don't come to work? You can't stop flying planes that day. You got to have somebody that could do do it as well as him, right? That's what I'm saying. They got to choose better personnel and educate and teach more than one person. All those things. So when that guy is football, he's going to eventually miss. You can't be driving that big of a drop off.
2: You know, we can look at yesterday and question some things schematically. We can certainly question the decision-making to go from Heineke to Wentz. And 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 I don't want to bury them because I thought I, – go back and listen last week. I, I wasn't particularly supportive of the move, but I could understand how you arrive at that conclusion because the offense had been sputtering – I, I just didn't think it was going to be much better. B kind of our our conversation was we think these are different vessels, but they leave from one port and arrive at the at the other. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they get there different ways, but the results are going to look largely the same. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, the results were significantly worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's just the truth. Um, and you know, part of me feels bad for Carson a little bit that that he's in this situation, but. <sighs> It's pro football, man. The, the, nobody's getting avocado toast in a participation trophy. Like no. this is this is the big leagues, and and you're in a position where you got to perform, and you didn't. And I, I think they've got to rework probably their entire offensive line. If you look at contract structure and performance, I, I, I mean, as much as I like their wideouts, as much as I like Robinson. Um, Defensively, they've obviously got good pieces. I think Lost in yesterday is that Chase Young played pretty well, um, made a great tackle. I think I think he made the tackle on Watson on the fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: well, he, he he helped. He came down and helped clean it up. But there's stuff to
2: like about this team. But but let's be real here. Washington was seven and five in week thirteen and had a ten nothing lead on the road against a division foe. Since that time, they haven't won a game in more than a month. They've lost three in a row and had a tie. They have completely collapsed. They have choked. I'm not trying to use hyperbolic language here. That's what's happened. Yeah. There was a time where they had an 85% chance to make the playoffs, and they weren't even going to be the seventh seed. They were going to be the sixth seed. You're not talking about scratching and clawing your way in. You're talking about being in.
3: See why I don't like talking about the playoffs early. Yeah, but that remember, was December. Remember we that was early. Remember, we started talking about the playoffs, and we were like, if the playoffs had, if the season stopped today, where where things would be? I always hear that, and I always go, well, it doesn't. So when it stops, I want to know. If I want to ask you. If the season stopped today, we're not in it. Straight up talent.
2: Hmm? The Giants are in. One of the Seahawks, Lions, or Packers is going to be in. Straight up talent. Who's got more? Answer it when we come back. Here, listen, B Mitchell Finley.
3: B Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We're talking about that game yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of people are upset. If you're not upset, I'm gonna say if you're not upset at what you saw yesterday and what has transpired over the last four weeks, you're not a real fan. How can you say you're a real fan if you're okay with what has happened? I clearly remember watching. What, what was it? Five. What was it five twenty-three? Five eighty-three? Whatever people are. The um, the stats people. Uh, 538. 538. They gave us an 87% chance at one point. That chance now is 0% because we were eliminated yesterday. When I saw all those things, like what we do in this town, whenever we were talking about the chances, we always talked about the positive side, 87%. At one point, it was almost close to 90 But there was always another side over there that was saying 30-something percent, 40 percent, but nobody focused on it. But I always sit there and I'm wondering, like, I I tell JP and I tell a lot of people around here, I, I get so sick of hearing about how good Ron teams are late. I don't think they won a game in December in the last two years. So if you haven't won a game in December in the last two years, where is getting better late? Where does that work? You get better in the middle somewhere, and then you don't have enough to carry over. Maybe that has a little bit about the thing I'm talking about, starting fast, preparing a little tougher, uh, uh, you know, having more effort in practice to where you build yourself up. Well, if I'm talking about riding bikes. If I get ready to go out there and ride a a 100-mile ride, and all I do is ride 20 and 40 miles all the time, I never ride close to 100 miles, I probably won't be able to do it in a, in a respectful uh, time or whatever. That's like this team. We have to start seeing more. And listen, when you start talking about you, we're not talking about every person to a man. There's, there are guys that give you great effort. Hell, we saw the Ryan Payne set, go and tie Dave Bus record from interior lineman with 11 and a half sacks. That's been a long time ago. In the 80s, I think that happened. And De'Ron Payne tied that. You you give him a lot of credit. Chase Young, coming off of an injury uh, that took a lot longer than many, pe- many people thought. But when you talk about medical people, it's not very long compared to the fact that he had to go into his other leg to uh, get ligaments to help the, uh, the, the injured leg. So he played better. Terry McLaurin is always consistent, but... I didn't see him throw the ball to him a lot. But I, I just, we have to understand, when they're winning, they say, to hell with us. But it's not that. We judge you as a team. And overall, as a team yesterday, it was despicable what we saw. We saw in a situation yesterday were five teams that needed games. Washington needed a game. Seattle needed a game. Green Bay needed a game. Uh, the Giants needed one to just solidify it. And Detroit needed a game. Four of the five won. Detroit has a running back up there who has one touchdown short of tying Barry Sanders for his all-time in a, in a season. I mean, that's bananas. 14 touchdowns. We to talked about how despicable that team was, but look what they're starting to do down the stretch. And and the thing I mentioned earlier, Jay, we say about, Ron teams play better late. Two years they haven't won a game in December. They play better in the middle. That's what I say. Halloween and Thanksgiving is their sweet spot. And then they love turkey. They don't have enough to finish. What is that? You know what I'm saying? And so when we sit up here, we 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 knock players all the time. I'm like, I see them doing the same stuff every week. So if you're not making adjustments as a coaching staff, you deserve the bulk of the damn blame. So is it that they get a little better, people figure they figure out something, but then they don't change again? You know, adjustments don't happen just once during a football season or a football game. You may have to be back and forth adjusting. But we can adjust after the first four. We start off the first four or five games. Pathetic. Then all of a sudden, we get a little better, and then we fall off again. So other teams make major adjustments constantly. We make one. Do we think we're just that much smarter as a coaching staff than anybody else? Because I'll give my answer, hell no, you're not. You, the, what you presented and what you've produced on the field proves to me you're not better. Because, yes, we have gotten in the games where I'm looking and I'm like, we have better talent. We don't win the game. We seem as a team, as a coaching staff, when we're playing the best of the best, we can find a way to get up. Why can't you get up when you're going against the average teams? You go against the average team, you're supposed to embarrass them. A horrible team, destroy them. We don't stick to that.
2: B, I, one thing's been kind of sitting with me that pisses me off, frankly. You know, three weeks ago now, Giants Sunday Night Football, the vibe is, all right, cool, we can win this one, right? Like, they can win this thing. Yesterday, before the Browns game, all right, cool, the Browns suck, we can win this one. Going to San Fran, Mm -hmm. the vibe, man, San Fran's good. We're not, the Bears aren't going to win that thing. Exactly. That's a problem. Like, like mm-hmm. what do you think? Let's just look at the division, okay? I'm not trying to extrapolate too far. I'm, I'm talking about the teams you got to play twice a year, forever. Mm-hmm. What do you think Dallas's vibe is when they play San Fran? they going to beat them. Buckle up or knuckle up? Yeah. What do you think Philly's vibe is going to be when they play San Fran? Let's do this. Even the Giants. The Giants have shown something. The Giants have shown an inherent toughness. A, a belief in themselves that they play together and they play discipline and they they beat teams unexpectedly.
3: Mm-hmm. But it is because and, and here it's like ah uh, you know they have a they have a belief and a belief in themselves and then their coaches seem to get them to do whatever they need them to do. I don't think any team in our division, if they just didn't have to. Any coach in this division would have moved Taylor Heineke and put Carson Wentz. No other coach, no other head coach in this division would have made that move at that game. None of them.
2: I mean, you went through the list. Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, Giants. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fighting for a playoff spot. And they showed Nobody up Nobody else is making quarterback changes. Yeah. So if you want to tell me, hey, you got Aaron Rodgers. I get that. They were talking about a quarterback change up there a month ago Uh because I think they had a 1-7 stretch, and people were like, yo, is it time to sit Rodgers and let see what Jordan Love has? So don't tell me those conversations didn't happen. Jared (laughs) Goff? People want to run him out of town every couple weeks. They were never talking about benching him. Daniel Jones? They legit didn't pick up his fifth-year option.
3: You know what kind of situation? But guess what they did, though? When they got there, they coached him up. They got more out of him than the previous staff did. Think about that. The Seahawks
2: may or may not go to the playoffs. We'll see what happens to Seattle. Geno Smith is their quarterback. Geno Smith has been an unrestricted free agent for years. Somebody wanted him, you throw a little money at Geno. He's been backing up Russ Wilson, who's an alien. Like, we're not. Rodgers, fine. Separate him. Go ahead and pretend that the the conversation around Rodgers wasn't about benching him and going to Jordan Love six weeks ago. Goff, DJ, Geno. None of those dudes got benched. They Mm -hmm. stuck it out. Why? Because they were winning and they were fighting. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a 2020 hindsight guy here. I didn't love the move to Wentz. It clearly backfired. I don't know that they win that game. Yo, after the Giants game in the Meadowlands, where I think the refs had an oversized impact on that game, I said, I don't know that Washington would have won this game without those calls, but it might have helped. I don't know yesterday that they'd win that game with Heineke. Defensively, they were bad. Let's be real. They would have been better, though. I think they would have had a better chance. Yep. All right. Jeff, you ready? You're going to have to work here, bud. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067